Welcome to Curious Coworkers, a responsibly different talk show exploring the challenges that arise when our interests conflict with our values. Welcome to the final podcast episode of 2022. For this episode, Brittany and I share our initial reflections on our experience at Champions Retreat. Champions Retreat is best described by B-Lab as the marquee gathering of the community of certified B corporations in the U.S. and Canada, partners and values-aligned people using business as a force for good to deliver on the vision of an inclusive, equitable, and regenerative economic system for all people and the planet. This year's theme, Humanity at Work, celebrates the human values that fuel our businesses and allow us to build community and connection. It was an amazing place and time to connect and mobilize collective action around racial equity, climate justice, and a stakeholder-driven economic system. With roughly 650 inspiring and passionate people gathering in Philadelphia for the first time in several years, the atmosphere was electric and left both Britt and I super grateful and inspired. I mean, wow, what a packed week, both physically, mentally, emotionally. I'm so curious, what uh, what are some of your big takeaways, Brittany? The best way that I could describe the week that we just came out of is like, I'm feeling exhausted. Mm. I'm like emotionally exhausted. I'm feeling hopeful, I think, would be the word I want to use there. And like a little bit like reinvigorated that like together we can and like alone we can't. So being a part of this community, like, it's powerful what we can do in the room. And yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to see where the conversations keep leading us and how the community, how the, like, the small sub-communities within the B Corp community, like, continue to just discuss and reflect and move forward and, like, be a powerhouse together. What about yourself? Yeah. Similarly, I think something that was really powerful for me was an exercise that, uh, Dr. Tiffany Jana walked us through as a room as in one of the opening. I think I think actually it might have been the opening plenary of the whole thing on the first full day of programming, where they essentially had us imagine like going forward into twenty thirty five, and like really and 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 you know I'm making it sound really simple like oh imagine twenty thirty five, but like they did a really good job of really having us visualize like time travel and and the whole thing and really just kind of created this space to really authentically lean into kind of dreaming what's possible. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, Brittany, but I know like for me, that's been a really hard thing to do in recent years. Um, just, you know, given the political climate and just all of the one, well, our environmental climate, right? Like all of the things that just sometimes feels like really overwhelming and daunting. And it can be like this idea of like hoping and dreaming, you know, uh, I, it has been really challenging for me. And I think that exercise of envisioning a future that we all want to live in and that like it is to your point possible if we all 
you know, if we're all hands on deck and we're all playing our parts that like we can manifest some really incredible and beautiful things and people are doing it now. Right. Like, I think that's the other big takeaway that I have is that, you know, to be in a room with roughly 650 folks that are values aligned that are all trying to solve big, hairy problems, you know, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's a teeny tiny tip of the iceberg of humans out in the universe that are all pulling to a better collective future for all of us. I mean, that just it has left me feeling really hopeful and really inspired and has really challenged me to, to dream, you know, and to dream bigger and to not, you know, and to kind of quiet some of the self-limiting talk that I think I um, engage in. And I think, you know, I, I imagine to some effect like that we all do, right? Like, Oh, I could never do that. Or I can't do that. You know, like, no, like I probably can do that. I just haven't done it yet. Right. So that was kind of like the the big overarching thing for me. And then there was just some really cool, like, I, you know, I think also, you know, you and I both, or, you know, or helped organize the New England build, you know, so I'm always curious about like thinking about just from a logistics standpoint and event execution. Uh, it was just really cool to see some of the things that I thought were really creative, like the, that I never would have thought to have done, uh, but they like two of the big ones that I really appreciated that I thought were done really well was that the default for the, all the meals was plant-based, which I thought was super cool. Like rather than, you know, it being, you know, different meat options and then a veggie option was like, no, everyone's going to do plant-based. And then, and then I feel like they really did an excellent job with the gender neutral bathrooms. Like they totally roped off the urinals. So it wasn't even, so the urinals weren't accessible to anybody and all the bathrooms were gender neutral. And so there was never people feeling uncomfortable because people are, some folks are using a urinal and in a mixed space. So I don't know. I, I feel like they, they, th- those were two things that really stood out to me. It's like, Oh, like whatever event next that is planned, I would love to be thinking about those things. Oh, also I feel like we have to give a special shout out to Karen Leaktig. Yes. Karen did an amazing job at champions retreat this year. And she's just, She's a powerhouse. She led a great team. And um, that was very obvious that she put a lot of work into that conference and the conference was amazing. So Karen, if you're listening, absolutely appreciate and adore you. Um, So thank you for pulling everything together for such a great conference. Absolutely. Karen is the bestest. Uh, The the one thing that I want to add on to the Tiffany Jana um, bringing us into the future kind of opening discussion. I thought it was really cool how they incorporated both the virtual audience and the in-person audience in that exercise. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you weren't there in person or if you were, they had a text in your input. So up on the screen, if you decided to text in what you want to see in the future and how we live in this world, you could text in your response and everybody could see it on the screen, whether you were there in person or virtual. And then if you wanted to go up to the mic and voice what you were seeing in the future, you could do that as well. And I just thought like having two different options for like physically putting yourself at a mic and saying what you wanted to see, I thought was like really powerful. Cause sometimes like when you speak it, it comes to, to light easier and like, you hold yourself a little bit more accountable to get there, which I mean, kudos to the people that got up and like put themselves out there and said what they want to see in the future. 
Um, obviously like them doing that, like helped everybody else get to the point of like seeing this future as well. So I just wanted to add that, like, I did really like those two options for sharing. And then to, I guess like, yeah, obviously being an event planner myself, like I know how much work went into that. So hats <laughs> off to B-Labs, like, and the team that planned it, like that was a really great champions retreat. A multi-day conference in itself is like, it's a lot. It's hard to plan that. It's hard to keep, even in the moment, like go through day one and then wake up and do it all over again. Like that can be tiring and draining, but I will say like they had so much support. You could tell that it was a really large team and everybody like gave it their all and like contributed contributed where they could, which I thought was cool. The one thing that I, <laughs> I wish I was a part of, but I saw it on the exterior, which I really, really liked. So the last day of the conference, I really wanted to go experience some Philly food. So I actually went to the Reading Terminal Market and got lunch with some friends instead of eating like in the conference space, which, you know, like we decided to leave the hotel and go eat lunch. So we didn't do that plant-based meal, but I will say every other meal was really amazing. But as we were coming back, we were getting out of the um, elevator and I'm like, why is everybody clapping? And it was so funny to us because we weren't like in that room. So we weren't involved in like everything that was happening in that moment. But the wait staff who's been serving us the food for the last like two and a half days, they were clapping for everybody as they left the lunchroom and went to the next session. And I was like, oh my God, that's so adorable. Like, wait, we should be the ones clapping for you. You just fed us. So it was really cool to see like, 30 people line the hallway of the, like the exit of the cafeteria and they're all like hooting and hollering and clapping. But then the attendees, like one or two of them are walking through and they're like, why are you doing all of this for me? And then they started being like, thank you. No, I'm clapping for you. So it was just like this really like awesome, like I appreciate you. You appreciate me like appreciating on each other kind of moment. So I thought that was really cool. And then, yeah, a little side story for you about the gender neutral bathroom. So yeah, absolutely love that they did them. I think, like, why can't our world always be like that? Like, why do we only have to do it at a conference? But the one thing that – so I had I had an experience on either end of the conference. So we got there a day early because we wanted to be super settled and ready for the conference. So we got there on Tuesday morning before they put up the gender-neutral signs, or they were just putting them up, I forget. But um, I'm in – what I assume was the women's room if it wasn't gender neutral because there were no urinals. And there was a woman in there washing her hands as I left the, the stall to then start washing my hands. And I remember so vividly, she said to me like, oh, phew, I wasn't sure if I was in the right restroom. So yeah, the signs must have been up. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she goes, well, you know, they're doing the gender neutral bathrooms. And like, what if a guy walked out while I was washing my hands? And I just like turned and I looked at her and I was like, what if a guy walked out? And she was like, well, I just like, I don't know what I would have done. And I was like, you're fully clothed, just wa just washing your hands. Like, what does it matter what you were doing? And it was interesting because even in this like community where we think that everybody's similar minded and like has the same goals and wants to be super inclusive and accepting like there was this woman who was a little taken back. So I think it was a really great learning moment for both of us. I think, I mean, I hope that I taught her to be a little bit more comfortable with the idea for the whole rest of the conference, because 
here we were going into the optional day of day one and for a three-day conference. So a little bit different um, than she was probably used to, but hopefully that was like a good little like welcome moment for her. And then, yeah, on the tail end of the, of the conference, they took the signs down, which I didn't realize they took the signs down. And I opened the door about to go into what now was only the male's room and the urinals were back open. And I was like, oh crap, didn't realize they took the signs down. So I like had to walk out and then go down the hallway to the women's room, which now like looking back at the signs, like, yeah, I didn't see the signs. I just like by habit kind of got into this mindset of like, all bathrooms are for all people. Like it doesn't matter. So it, <laughs> right. it was really interesting. And so was there, I'm just curious now that the, uh, after the conference, once the bathrooms were gendered again, was there a line in the women's room? Oh my God, Ben, there was the longest line ever. I had to wait for the first time in three days to use the <laughs> women's room. Like, come on. <laughs> You know, I mean, gender neutral bathrooms are also just more like efficient. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. And thank you for sharing that. You know, and I think that's an interesting, uh, just like a, a little aside, like, you know, I think that it is real that so many non cisgendered men uh, can often fear cisgendered men in bathrooms. And so I think that's just a question that we have to ask ourselves societally of like, why is that right? And like, maybe we need to rethink the way that we raise our boys. You know, like maybe the days of boys will be boys should be gone. Right. Like, I don't Mm. know. Yeah. Good point. I'm wondering, is there like one conversation that you had, like pick one conversation with one person that you had at the conference that is sticking with you? Like, what is that for you? Mm. Oh, gosh. Um, Well, do you have one in mind? Yeah, I have. Okay, so I have one. I'll start with this. So you and I are walking in to the hotel conference because we didn't stay there, which quick side note on that, and we can jump more into this, but like the conference hotel was super expensive. So we didn't stay there. A lot of people didn't stay there. Let's dig into that next. But we're walking into the conference hotel. We're in the lobby. We're trying to figure out where to go for registration. And right off the bat, I'm like, oh yeah, this is my people. Like I already am like starting to recognize some faces. And you must have recognized a face because at that point, like you, I looked back and you weren't there. I mean, no surprise. (laughs) Ben got distracted and is talking to somebody. (laughs) So then I was like, oh, I think I know this face in front of me. Let me go talk to them. And it's a male who's wearing a Patagonia vest. And on one of the chests of the vest has a Taos logo, like the ski resort Taos in New Mexico. And... I'm thinking about planning a trip to Taos. So obviously me being like so ready for winter and so ready for skiing. I'm like, yeah, let's talk to somebody about skiing and like the one B Corp like ski resort. So I go up to this gentleman and I say, oh, do you work at Taos? I'm like, I'm trying to plan a trip there. I can't wait to go. And the gentleman looks at me and he goes, oh, I don't work there, but I absolutely love them. And I was like, yeah, I was like, me too. And then we kind of like started talking about skiing. And then I like, it hit me. I look up and I'm like, oh my God, you're Ben Anderson. So Ben Anderson is the um, old, is the past CEO of B-Lab. And I'm like, no, duh, you don't work at Taos. 
I'm like, I know who you are, but it took me so long to realize who he was. But like, okay, so this is like a little bit larger of a conversation, but to me, the champions retreat, what sticks out to me the most is that like, there's these big name, like I'm using air quotes, big name, almost like famous people in this room at this conference that are so important to the B Corp, B Lab movement that were like so easy, easily accessible for me to go have conversations with. Hence, like I had conversations with like Jay Cohen, the founder of B Lab, and then this obvious ski thing with Ben Anderson. And I'm just like, wow, like where in the world would I have like had to have that easily of access to like these big people who have been so powerful in this movement that like, I mean, I had kind of like idolized. So the that was probably one of my biggest takeaways is that like, we're all human. We all are a part of this movement. And like, just because they are these like big names in my mind doesn't mean that like, I'm not a big name in their mind. Like, who knows? They might idolize me. <laughs> we'll have to have them on the show and ask them. But yeah, so that was just a really great way to start off the conference to me with like meeting Ben Anderson in this way of like, I never ever imagined I would have met him. I think, you know, I, I don't know that there was, for me, I don't know that I had like one really memorable, like, you know, like there's like a conversation that I'm like, whoa, um, that I'm like carrying with me, except for, except for really that, that exercise with Dr. Tiffany John, that one, I definitely have been like, that's definitely been with me every day. Yeah. It's an incredible community. And I think that that, I think that that community piece is, is a big one and one that I'm excited for us to try to mobilize around here in, in Maine and in our region across New England. Well, and it's really interesting that what we're talking about here is people connecting with people on a friend level and not not in this transactional way. And I think that we can take that like really into our everyday lives and into our work. And I think everybody else can as well, depending on like your industry and stuff. But especially post COVID, like we're in this world where humans are just trying to connect with humans and we don't want to be connecting with robots who are saying what they think they're supposed to say. I attended this one session um, that was all about like telling your impact story. And it was really interesting because the way that they started off the, the whole session was just like be authentic in every conversation, be true to who you are and talk about your lived experiences and connect with mm. people that way. Because if you don't, if you can't connect person to person, then there's no way that you can do business with them. And that that's what we're all here to do is be humans, be authentic, find people that we like, and then work with people that we like. And in the B Corp community, that's not hard to find. But that's when the the movement's more powerful is when we're working together. And working together is so much more fun when you like the person that you're working with. So it's really interesting that like throughout the entire conference, every single networking opportunity, I went up to somebody and I was like, cool, don't tell me what you do for a job. Like, tell me where you live. Tell me what you do for fun. Like, let's connect person to person before we connect about like our roles. And I specifically remember I was at the B Tourism Happy Hour and I sat down at a table with a friend and there were two other women sitting down at that table. And we made it a point to not even talk about work. We just talked about like fun life things. And then at the end of the conversation, I mean, 45 minutes later, like 
one of the girls just passed me her business card. And, um, I got back to, I got back home to New Hampshire, like seven days later. And I'm looking at her business card. I go on her LinkedIn and I'm like, we do basically the same job. I was like, we should actually connect about work. But it was because like we took 45 minutes to like lay the root of like a relationship on a friend level that now like we're talking on LinkedIn and I totally think that we'll do business together because our our roles are totally connected. So stay tuned for that B Corp partnership. But if I didn't sit down for 45 minutes at the brewery at this happy hour and like get to know her, I would have just passed by and we never would have exchanged business cards. And it's like, cool, I met you, but like I didn't really meet you. So Mm. Just yeah. if, you, if you need that reminder, like be yourself, be authentic, share your own lived experiences. And and that's when like the true business relationships will will thrive. It's true. It's true. I mean, I think that's the thing too. It's just, uh, you know, really, I mean, there was a lot of really great programming too. And I think the the dreaming, the like really giving myself permission to dream and the incredible, I mean, so many amazing humans. I feel like I met so many incredible people that... I either have never met before, have never been in contact with before, or that I've only ever seen in a box, right? Like I've only ever seen via Zoom. Uh, and so to be in person was really definitely quite magical. I'm curious, um, speaking of the the plenaries though, do you have uh, like any, are you walking away with any new skills or any new um, things that you hope that are excited, that you're excited to work on? Excited to work on, like, yes. I mean, I think I'm going to keep those to myself because they're pretty personal to who I am and like my personality. So there's definitely things Mm -hmm. I want to work on. As far as the open plenaries go, I really liked how each morning they set the stage with somebody who was local, lived in Philly, and like understood the culture of Philly. And like you could see them on the stage, like truly living through the values of like what Philly means to them. So our two opening each, each morning. And I think each afternoon too, we had like musical performances and those to me really stuck out. And I felt like I don't go to musical shows. I don't do like theater and art. Like that's just not who I am. But I will say like, I feel like I learned so much about Philly's culture through those art performances that really makes me want to dig in a little bit more to like understanding geographically, like where I am and the culture that like I'm putting myself in and like better, better understanding through art and music um, Mm. in a way that like maybe I haven't before. So me, yeah. So maybe that's it for me is just like their musical performances opened my eyes to a culture that I really enjoyed getting to see. Um, So I want to find ways to do that more often. There was one session that I went to. It was called Weaving Truth and Reconciliation with Indigenous Communities into Work. Uh, And basically the, the, the Cliff Notes version is what they talked about was creating a reconciliation action plan uh, which was really interesting. I- I'll be honest, I I wasn't familiar with that. And so I'm really excited to have learned about that. One, thinking about obviously how we could integrate that at Deergo Collective, but two, also how we as a like Maine B Corp community, especially since Maine hasn't historically been great um, 
at all uh, in terms of how we've treated the uh, Wabanaki folks here and, and indigenous peoples here in the state of Maine. So how can we as a business community create this reconciliation action plan? And just some like, they gave an example of one and the main, so basically on stage it was uh, there were two indigenous folks and one business owner who had like created a reconciliation action plan uh, and, and one of the th- one of the things that they emphasize too is that like this should be done in partnership in collaboration with indigenous folks also not putting the work on indigenous folks right like it's work that um that the businesses need to do but that 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 their voices shouldn't be absent right but some of the main tenants in the example that they shared was that uh they had they set out so in the plan, they said it should be time bound. So one, two, or at most five years. And so the example that they shared was they had a two year and then, and then you reevaluate. So you always have a record. It's not like a thing you do and are done. It's like you always are creating a new one. And so the example they gave was for 2022, 2023, it was a two year plan. And um, the main tenants were a cultural understanding for their team. So it was a lot of like educating the team and th- their internal team. and then. Two was supporting indigenous peoples, businesses, and organizations. And then the third thing that they were doing was creating pathways for education and career, professional career development for indigenous peoples um, that, again, in partnership with those different organizations and businesses, which I thought was all super, super cool. And so that's something that, you know, thinking a lot about here in Maine and, and ways that we can create our own reconciliation action plan for our Corp community and also here at Deergo Collective. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I appreciate that. So maybe to close us out, we had this incredible experience at Champions Retreat. We're also at the end of the year. And so thinking about reflections on Champions Retreat, maybe even the year, or thinking about the future and next year and goal setting and all of that. Any closing thoughts that you want to leave with folks in terms of what you're thinking about moving into this holiday season and knowing that this is going to be our last episode of 2022? Well, knowing it's our last episode of 2022, I just want to say to everybody who has been listening to the show or is just getting started, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for welcoming me to the show. Um, Hasn't been very long that I've been a voice on this show. So I appreciate being welcomed and um, accepted here. So appreciate all of you. Happy holidays. Enjoy the holidays how how you want to. I will be enjoying the holidays and reflecting back on this year. Most kind of to like the vein that I already talked about of just like connecting with humans and like appreciating humans for the connection that they bring to me. Mm. I mean, I think it's no surprise that like I landed here with Deergo Collective because of the friendship that like you and I grew through planning the BLD together. And that was a ton of work, but it was also like a ton of fun and we got to know each other as humans. And I don't think that I would be here doing what I'm doing now without making the space for that volunteer work, but also like, you making the space for that volunteer work and us connecting and you welcoming me to this community. So 
I want to say like a huge thank you to the entire B Corp community. We had a stellar BLD in New England. We just got off of a really great champions retreat in Philly. And I can't wait to continue to grow this movement and welcome new people into the movement for next year and just continue to see what conversations you and I can continue to have here. And um, we hope that people are learning stuff from us. I hope that people are learning stuff from us and that it helps them explore and encourages them to have conversations like this in their own circles. Love that. Love that. I'd say for me, I'm just feeling super grateful. Like, you know, I kind of echoing what you said, like the, to, you know, to be part of the New England build, to be part, of, I mean, you know, Diego Collective, we just certified in August, but I feel like I've been part of this community for two years now, which is kind of mind boggling. Um, and I, I just feel so grateful for it. I, I, you know, I, every B Corp event I've either attended or helped organize, it always just feels like coming home because the people are just so amazing and so open and, uh, and we're all kind of pulling towards a better collective future, which is really inspiring. So yeah, I, I think really I'm just feeling super grateful and I, and I guess my parting thoughts are just encouraging everyone else to, you know, even if things aren't how we want them to be like, just being grateful for what we do have and grateful for the people that we have around us and, and the, you know, grateful, grateful for the the air in our lungs and, and, and what we've got. And then, you know, giving ourselves permission to dream about the future and fight for that dream. Thank you so much for tuning into this final episode of 2022. I can't express enough gratitude for all of the people I've met and the conversations had with folks both at Champions Retreat and out in the community with all of you. We are passionate people looking to build a brighter, more equitable, and regenerative future for all of us. And it is truly humbling and has me filled with hope, uh, for which I am deeply grateful some quick housekeeping things this is the last episode of 2022 not just the last episode of curious co-workers but also of our regularly scheduled programming we will be back in the new year kicking off with a 17-day mini-series all about the united nations sustainable development goals if you want to gift us something, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the show. How can we serve you better? What do you want to know about? Where are you struggling in your impact work? Uh, you can reach out to both Britt and I at content at deergocollective.com. And Deergo is spelled D-I-R-I-G-O. Again, that's D-I-R-I-G-O. You can find it in the show notes. Content at deergocollective.com. We are wishing you well and a happy holiday break. We appreciate you. Till next time, be responsibly different.
This episode was hosted and produced by yours truly, Ben Marine, and Brittany Angelo. We purchased this music from the amazing B Corp Marmoset Music. You can check them out at marmosetmusic.com. To learn more about us, visit responsiblydifferent.com. And to learn more about our parent company, visit dirigocollective.com.